Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Nick and Celine Idell from Alley Cat Comics. Alley Cat, founded in 2011, can be accessed by a narrow gangway around the corner from George's Ice Cream and is a place where anyone and everyone is welcome. As lifelong comic book fans, Celine and Nick have made it their mission to share their passion for all things comics and graphic novels. You'll find something from practically every universe there at 5304 North Clark in the rear. Welcome, Celine and Nick. How are you? Good. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Well, we're so excited to finally get you in here. I feel like we've had some requests for Alley Cat, so we're, we're on into the 80s, and now we're finally getting to talk to you both, so we're super excited. Absolutely. Um, well, before we start, I, I did have a special question. Oh, right. My, <laughs> no, well, from, well, there's that one. We'll get to that one. But from my brother-in-law, um, he said, are you ever going to build a or come to Payless Heights and have a sister store in Payless Heights because he just moved there. And, Did he, and they don't have a shop? And, they, and he misses oh. you sorely. Oh. So well, Tell him to come by and we'll, we'll talk. Okay. Maybe, if we, maybe, who knows? You never know. <laughs> it's very far. Yeah. yeah. Is it? How yeah. far? It's, it's like an hour without traffic. That's well, how far wow. it is. I mean, good time That's to nice. catch up on podcasts. Yeah. yeah. You got to have some time alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, we, we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always like to start with you just telling us a little bit about yourselves and your background. You go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for both of us. We, we grew up uh, in Roscoe, Illinois, which is near Rockford. Uh, and we went to high school together. We were friends mm-hmm. in high school. Um, I was his babysitter. <laughs> still are. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, yeah, we kind of uh, started hanging out after graduation and got together, and here we are, like, like 16, 15, 16 years later. Yeah. So one day, um, we were at home, and Celine's like, okay, I'm done with all these comic books. You got to get them out of my house. I told him he needed to either open a shop or get rid of them because this is not a storage unit. This is our home. <laughs> and I had taken over like our office was just boxes. Yeah. So uh, that's how Alley Cat started. An ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> and you had worked You had worked in co- other comic book shops yeah. in Chicago. Though. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I'd worked at other shops. And I mean, I had wanted to work in a comic shop my whole life ever since I was a kid. I was lucky enough when I was around, I think I was 13, I moved street away from a a comic book store in our neighborhood so i lived there all my extra money went there and uh met a lot of my friends there and yeah it was always just a great place you you know you could it was a great place for people to hang out and it was always somewhere i wanted to be and then i was like yeah i i think maybe we should open up a place like that that sounds great and we had just moved uh we had just moved to andersonville maybe like six to eight months and then we we started making plans and uh, walked up Clark Street and saw a, a you know the for rent sign. Actually, it was in the window of where now is the the Pop Ellies. They weren't there yet, and uh, called the number and the landlord said, uh, you know, we unfortunately that space had been rented, but there's a garage in the back, and we were like, well, I guess we could look at it. So uh, we met with them and. Went and saw the location, and I hated it. Yeah, I was like, "What are you talking about? It's the Bat Cave. It's so cool." This and I'm assuming the garage didn't have the cool like window door. So actually, actually, no, it did. No, it they, did? They, yeah, they wow. had just. So basically, what happened is they had just 
put a bunch of money into cleaning up the uh, they redid the roof they did all the doors and windows they put the restrooms in but then i think they kind of wanted to they're like okay that's enough money putting putting into a garage let's see if we can get somebody to rent unfortunately for a bookstore it wasn't completely remodeled the way we needed it Mm -hmm. so we did uh we came to an agreement and my father and i finished the remodeling for about two and a half months we did that before the shop opened Mm -hmm. and he did the uh, metal work he did the metal work for our sign um he did if you come in uh he did well, he put in almost all of the electricity in that building. Yep. We poured concrete. He bu- the big boom wall in the back. He built that. When mm-hmm. we built that, um, he built all of our, our bookshelves. All of our uh, yeah, uh, the drawer system for our older comics, our back issues. He built all of that. Um, actually, that was a uh, from a bunch of uh, rehabbed wood that someone was going to burn. He took all these old worm ridden logs he planed them out and made boards into them and made furniture out of it so it's literally made of garbage it's kind of great <laughs> i mean it's so i i love it i think it's beautiful so people we get we get comments all the time about how much people like that mm-hmm. instead of the old you know white comic book boxes and had you had your daughter at the time you yes. have a child right yes okay yeah. was that a part of like she's yeah grown up extra in there. stuff yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay like well we were we considered well, we homeschooled her for kindergarten. It was more shop schooled her where I would take a couple hours out of the day while I was running the register and sit to the side with her and try to, you know, like get her to her ABCs and her numbers and stuff for kindergarten. Finally, I was just like, I can't. It's just too much. So we, she goes to Pierce now and she loves it and it's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, all that uh, fun stuff she has with her friends and all of her friends come into the shop. And so I get to see them all grow up and I love it. Yeah, and that was definitely she. She was definitely um, a big part of the way we shaped the shop, mm-hmm. you know, because we've always read to her, and, and reading was very important. So we, we, you know, even even right out of the gate, we we decided we wanted like a large, uh, you know, like all ages section. Yeah, because not very many comic book shops focused at on that time. Kids. Yeah, yeah, at the time. I think I think a lot a lot of the shops have followed suit and yes and now most of you know have a a nice all ages section but that was Mm -hmm. definitely something we tried to yeah and our that was like one of our main parts of our business model when we were you know bringing it around to people was that we wanted to have a very large all ages section because it's just not something that you know everybody's thinking oh comics are for adults and it's like well yes but they're also for kids too and there's lots of really yeah for everyone yeah and i mean i think since i mean at least since my oldest son was born like there's been such every great novel has been turned into a graphic novel. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, Yeah, and they've been doing that since the 50s, you know. So, okay. I mean, I, I read Journey to the Center of the Earth as a comic book and Moby Dick as a comic, you know, and then later you read the the real go at it. But, but yeah, that's how I read a, m- almost all of my first novels was not the novel version. It's Frankenstein as a comic book. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about the name? We assume... Uh, it probably came after you found this location a little bit, but how'd you come up with Alley? You know what? I don't, it was a, it, we were workshopping it. We were asking all of our friends. We, you know, we would bring them over and take a look at the, at the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you had a couple of names that I hated. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm sure there was a bunch of burners. You're like, yeah. get rid of that. That's I, not I, thought, a good I thought the story was that we were talking to somebody at one of the comic book shops we were working at. And we're describing the space. And he's like, oh, you should just name it Alley Cat. And then we're like, 
<laughs> Maybe we will. Yeah. So then we just kind of took it. Yeah, and I don't ran think with it. I don't think either one of us came. No, up no, no. So it was some random customer from one of the shops we worked at <laughs> who was just like, "Oh, you should do this." And we're I, like, this originally, I called it. I wanted to call it Crime Alley. And she's like, like no scary. children will ever be allowed to go there. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's where Batman's parents die. Yeah, it's pretty morbid, and we shouldn't call it that. So. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Then I wanted to call it the Hobbit Hole. We don't want to get sued. Yeah, we don't want to get sued. Yeah. I think that'd be a good like tavern name. Oh yeah. 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 So the but yeah that was that yeah. was how that one came up. It was just somebody who randomly came up with it. I'm like that's whoever perfect. that was. If you remember, I got a gift certificate waiting for you. <laughs> Do you like like cats in particular? Oh or? yeah, I've I've actually had a cat my whole life. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, we had uh, two Siamese cats, and... and then when we opened the store, we had a black cat. His name mm-hmm. was Jameson. So, so. He, we modeled the sign after him. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's a really fun fact. Yeah. Well, Hollywood and the resurgence of superhero movies has changed popular culture's perspective of many classic comic book characters. Do you think there has been an increased interest in comics since the Marvel movies started to become so popular? I I do now. When we first opened... Like it eight, took a minute. Like eight years ago, you know, that was kind of... It, that was still new. That was still building. It wasn't what it is today. Um, and it didn't really affect us in the beginning. Mm-mm. Also, we were new, though. So I don't know if that had something to do with it but now yeah we we definitely see a surge in and you know uh specific graphic novels or story arcs uh that are pertain to the you know the tv show what they're doing or what the movies are doing so mm-hmm. yeah now we do a lot which is great i think that's uh yeah because people come awesome. in asking oh i just watched you know such and such a movie and i really liked it and i would like to see like read the main the story where it was from and then we have to be like well it's not necessarily from this one particular spot you have to read this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> and, you know, try not to overwhelm people. But, um, you know, like uh, once they get hooked, you're kind of hooked on it. You, you, you realize you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea that the that comic books are just soap operas. It's literally oh, what it is. Right. Comic yeah. books are soap operas. And That's why they work so well in TV. Yeah. You know, when I ask somebody, you know, I'll, if they're looking for some a recommendation, you know, I'll, I'll ask them uh what their favorite TV show is because mm-hmm. it's the closest medium to that. You know, it's serialized. It's, you know, in sections, there's an overarching story, you know, and they, and they do that now. They, you know, when I started reading comics uh, 25 years ago, it was, most issues were just single, you know, self-contained stories, but now they're TV shows. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And what have you heard from customers who've loved comic books as a child and have stumbled upon Alley Cat only to return to them as adults? That's a good question. Um, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I Just the other day, I had somebody come in and said, you know, I used to read comics all the time, and then I got into high school and it wasn't cool, so I stopped reading them, and, and I want to get back into them. Where do I start? And I'm just like, ah. Uh, um, that's hard like <laughs> you know like what do you mean where like what did you read like yeah. do you want to read the same things and um i love that they're always putting the comic books into the trade paperback form because it creates a way for people who used to read the stories to be able to either go back and read what they they read before or start at a beginning part of a story so that it um it, makes sense and you're not just jumping in the center of something and then you have no idea what's even happening yeah I and agree. they're really i feel like um the comic book world is really 
starting to fine tune realize that that's how people are like before you, they would do you know like volume this is fantastic four volume 12 issue number 327 and like trying to figure out where that lived in the universe of that particular storyline was just like impossible but now they're really fine-tuning it and making it a little bit more conducive. i think that had to do with the rise of binge culture too yes mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. we all do, and it's great. We love it. Uh, so <laughs> people want to do that with their comic books too. I mm-hmm. I literally have people. Come, a guy come in, came in a few weeks ago and bought all six volumes of Akira, and I'm like, wow, that's a go for it, man. <laughs> like that's the whole. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like that stack. They're huge, but uh, mm-hmm. beautiful, wonderful story. But I'm like, all right, you have a weekend ahead of you, man. You're not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know how to wait anymore. No. no. So I mean, I even was even remarking when I take my child to Great America now where the wait lines were so exhausting, right? Like you would suffer, oh, right? Yeah. But like now you just like have your iPhone and yeah. you're like, all right, I can like play order video groceries, video, ga- do a yeah. video game, read, like listen, read the news. whatever I need to do. Oh, ready for the ride. Yep. Like it yep. doesn't feel like you're waiting anymore. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it really doesn't. And that's great. So you really have to, are you going to, are you going to shell out for the fast pass or are you just going to be on your phone online? Right. You can do both. Yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> and I've noticed recently with, in um, like comic books, they're starting to do uh, things where a lot of the indie company companies are putting out um, issue number one and then they're putting out an entire trade after that. So they'll only give you one comic book and then they'll put out the full book afterwards. So it kind of is like a little bit of a teaser. Or like if you like this, you should buy the graphic. Novel. Exactly. Yeah, which I think is really interesting and I would be very surprised if um, that didn't come more popular. Well, the thing about comics in other countries is we're the, we're kind of the only country that do the tiny little single issues mm-hmm. that are they're only twenty two pages of story. In Japan, France, they come like they come out with digests or novels. You know, it just comes out mm-hmm. as a full big part of the story, so people don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. And may, yeah, maybe that'll change. I mean, graphic novels are coming out much quicker than they used to. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, my son has read a lot of the old Archie comics and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but my daughter like watches Riverdale. Oh yeah, and like she like argues with him. She's like, "You don't watch the show. You don't know even know anything that's happening." And he's like, "Um, but, yeah, but I, but I do, but I do because <laughs> like I read the comics, yeah. right? Oh, and we all got started on." Betty and Veronica or Jughead or something, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. He's like, there might not be as much murder, right. but I do know who we're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. I know who Moose is, okay? Right. I've, got, I've got all the characters down. <laughs> I love it. The, the best thing about that show is that they they, they do keep the, the characters true to the, you know, kind of who they are, you know, even with the elevated uh, content, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that show. Yeah, that just came to mind because the the season premiere the next uh, season premiere was last night oh so, yes and they like I'm unveiled because Riverdale. Luke, <laughs> Luke Perry had died uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. so now they, ha- they have the funeral so right this is always Andersonville the podcast I'm Laura and I'm Joelle this episode is brought to you by Meeting House Tavern located at Clark and Winnemac where you can enjoy free pool darts skee-ball and more or play one of the dozens of board games They have daily and everyday specials to quench all thirsts, plus Thursday night karaoke and the Sunday social variety show. Never a cover. Find out more at meetinghousetavern.com or on Facebook. Joelle, how do you become a sponsor? Well, Laura, any of our chamber member businesses or a business considering becoming a member can email us directly for sponsorship information at info at andersonville.org. 
We offer sponsorship for both one episode or four episodes in a row. We are always looking for new sponsors and we also encourage listener feedback. So if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please email us at info at andersonville.org. You can also email us with questions, comments, or general neighborhood inquiries. We look forward to hearing from you. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share Always Andersonville, the podcast on iTunes. Well, you touched on a little bit about the first time comic book buyer and how you kind of ask them, you know, what other things they're interested in. But how do you kind of approach that first time customer when they come into the shop? Because it is so vast and overwhelming. And it is. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would definitely be a first time customer because I don't think, I mean, I read some graphic novels in school, but not, I haven't gone out Mm-mm. and ventured and said nope. i'm gonna pick this up and try it out it's right. like my favorite thing ever when somebody who's like either never read comic books before mm-hmm. or they're trying to get back into it and it's like they've never read them mm-hmm. it's i genuinely get excited because i'm like i'm gonna show you the things that i love and, and hope we're, hopefully we're on the same page yeah and, and and i also ask the same question you know like what what's your favorite genre what is it that you you know tend to veer towards when you're reading something and um we'll do my best to give them books and i'm like okay here we go i'm gonna overload you but you know no pressure just you know whatever looks good to you um you know grab it and a lot of times i'll give them like um image comics because they do their trade paperbacks for um 9.99 yeah the volume is, the first volume is 9.99 yeah so, so it's really affordable so you can get like three of them and you know try it, out. try it out and see if you like them and, and it's not like a huge you know monetary commitment and i don't know it, it's just so much fun and then to have them come back and be like i loved your recommendation and and that it's just such a good feeling yeah i i completely agree it's great yeah, we try to get. Well, I honestly, when an, when it's someone I don't recognize, I try to just let them be, and I say, if you have any questions, let me know, because I don't want to be a shoe salesman or a car salesman or a vacuum cleaner salesman or whatever, like trying to get you into this brand new Batman novel. You know, I don't need to do that um, because it can be so overwhelming. So I usually wait for them to approach me, and uh, and then try to get as much information as they can about, like you said, the genre or like mm-hmm. you know what are what are your favorite television series and. And then, and then, yeah. And then I, I, the thing is, is I only recommend things that I love because mm-hmm. there's too many good comics. You don't need to read a bad one. Yeah. I mean, and not saying that if I think a comic's bad, it's bad. You know, that's just my opinion. But right. I do, I, I always give them things that I own, you know, at home. I'm like, this is great. You should read this. And that's a great segue because we were going to ask you next. Um, what are some of your favorites that make up your own personal collections? Ooh, that's good. I love, um, there's a superhero book called Invincible. It's written by Robert Kirkman, who does The Walking Dead. Um, it just wrapped up, and it's by far one of my favorite superhero books. Um, I love, there's actually a comic series um, by Joe Hill, who is uh, Stephen King's son. It's called Lock and Key. And that's, I believe, going to be a Netflix show shortly. But that is one of my all-time favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um I like everything. I like Superman. I like Spider-Man. I like Watchmen. I like blankets. I like, uh, you know, anything. Scott Pilgrim. I read a ton of manga. I, I read a, a little bit of everything because you kind of have to, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I like anything by Jason Aaron. I found that out the other day. <laughs> he is great. I, I'm, I'm, even though I am a comic book shop owner, I am more of a... Um, 
how do you call it? Not a fan, but just like a devourer of it. I'm not really paying attention to the artist and the writer. I'm just reading the story and, and, and enjoying what's happening to my eyes and my brain while I'm reading it. And then the other day, I realized that all of my favorite stories were written by Jason Aaron. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm starting to pay attention now. Um, <laughs> well, you've never, just, you've never been good with names. No, I'm not. I, you could show me two pictures of two very famous actors. I'd be like, eh, I don't know. don't know who those people are. Or you say their names and I couldn't. I think she, I think you're really good with A-list things, but like B and under. No, no, no. I'm terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he does. Well, he was doing Thor. Um, he did a book called Southern Bastards, which is a fantastic story about like this southern town where the football coach sort of turns the football team into his own little mafia, and it's really crazy. It is adult. It's good. It's though. very adult. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which like that could be true. Absolutely. It could. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it almost Obviously. definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably like autobiographical. Right. Or yeah. Um, he did another one called The Goddamned, which is like the story of Cain and Abel and him them like running into no. Noah and it's It's the biblical apocalypse but again very adult and you're just like it's kind of like everything you ever wanted Conan to be and it's like I guess I really like brutal stories (laughs) (laughs) she does I do Um, I like the ones that make you want to eat ice cream after and like tear up and she's like look at this guy's head getting cut off okay that's a thing Um, and then another one of my favorites is called Snot Girl which is um, also by was it Brian Lee O'Malley is his name? That's right. Yes, okay. And then he's the one who did Scott Pilgrim and it's, she's like um, Instagram famous model and a horrible, terrible person and you hate her as you're reading this story but then suddenly um, all these crazy things happen to her and you sort of feel for her but at the same time you hate her the whole time. It's very bizarre. It, and great. It's, it's all the stories I really enjoy not only give me like this great story to read but it also it gives you very complex emotions while you're reading i'm like i hate you so much but why is this happening to you i had wanted to do this like my daughter did did gymnastics for a really long time and you like go to all these meets and hear all these stories and my brother-in-law does you know he he's an artist and he draws but i was like can we make a comic book together called gymnasty girl (laughs) yeah yeah that would sell about going to meets and this yes. girl like totally like Tanya Harding's wait wait all... you're saying too much yeah, somebody's gonna steal your idea I know no one's listening <laughs> we're gonna I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a hey at least a hundred and somebody hundred <laughs> something um, I love it yeah so, that's great yeah so we'll work on that mm-hmm. you should mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. have a premiere. copyright pending yep. don't yes. take yeah. it yep. we're having a we're having a signing at Alley Cat <laughs> I call dibs <laughs> Well, speaking of um, Marvel and DC, I know sometimes that's contentious. And do you, are you like a Marvel person or a DC person? I've, I'm both. I both? St- well, I started when I when I started reading comics as a kid. Um, I was DC, and um, and then I think we we were just on like a road trip or something, and we stopped at a drugstore or like a gas station or something because that was like before you had comic shops. You know, there wasn't, and, or I mean, there were in like big cities, but not like everywhere, like there are now. Um, and I picked up the Infinity Gauntlet because I didn't know. I'm like, oh, that's a picture of Spider Man. I knew who Spider Man, you know, I knew who people were, but I had never read a Marvel book before. So I picked that up and then read Spider Man, and yeah, then I became both. And then, and then in, in, when I was a teenager, Image came out, and that was the birth of this huge indie comic book movement. So then I got into that, and yeah, I just never. 
I never picked. I, I, I like everybody. I like, I like liking things. So. And do you think indie comic books, uh, like, do they struggle to compete with Marvel and DC? Or are they okay on their own? No, I mean, no, a lot of the companies are, are, are um, image mostly. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's been months where they've sold more comics than DC. Oh, yeah. Nobody can really touch Marvel. It's just always kind of been that way since they, mm-hmm. it's always been that way. Um, except like when they went bankrupt in the 90s. <laughs> but, um, Marvel's really good on keeping on their toes, on paying attention to what's happening in mm-hmm. the smaller companies and seeing what is becoming popular and following suit and making it look like they're the ones who started it. I like that. <laughs> we're not trying to start beef. <laughs> I love Marvel. I do. We love Marvel. But yeah, no. they were the first ones to like really be like, hey, look at, we don't have to draw all of our superheroes super muscly. Hey, look at all the women don't have to be wearing dental floss. Like, they were started bringing in finding all these really awesome independent artists and writers Female from artists, yeah and minority f- artists from from the indie books and being like hey you guys are awesome come over and draw Miss Marvel uh, you, and, you, like you said you love Jason Aaron and he started he actually he started at DC then became uh, independent and now he he writes like a third of the Marvel universe yeah so they're they're always really I mean. Kudos to them. They I mean, if we could they, all do that, mm-hmm. we would all be rich and famous. Yeah. But I love all their stuff. Yeah. You're more indie, though. I am definitely indie. I'm not really into the superhero books. It just seems to me like a lot of the stories are the same. But that's just me. I, I like the mystery and the, you know, I don't want to offend anybody who loves superhero books. I really do like Invincible, though. That's a really good super Because there were some twists and turns in that that I was just like, what? just happened sounds like you're like on the psychological thriller train yeah. more so than yeah. yeah i watch a lot of murder yeah tv and stuff like <laughs> crime. that <laughs> crime true crime crimes TV. and yep <laughs> and can um you speak a little bit more about the importance of female readership and female comic book characters in general has there been a shift since the shop opened in 2011 I don't know if there's been a shift in readership i think it was always there but i think that the um voice has gotten louder where it's like you know hey we're as female we are here reading these stories too we like them too it's not just like i actually just had somebody come in the other day asking about like he's writing an opera or something where the main character is a goth girl who works at a comic book shop and how it's this new creative innovative way of thinking and stuff and, and i was like oh okay i'm like i kind of feel like that's sort of like you're describing the normal, the trope. normal trope of the comic book gal. I go, but I mean, if I, like I'm thinking about it, there aren't very, like we've got a lot of shops here in Chicago and there's only maybe five gals that work in the shops that I know, I know of. I know um, G-Mart. Yep. Um, it's, there's like barely any of it. It's, it's, it's very interesting, it, but it's again, you know, it's like the whole boys club thing, like. That was definitely a thing in the 90s. I, there were never girls at the comic book. It, you would be like, because <laughs> we were all shy boys. And like, uh, I wish everyone could what? see Nick's face right now. Uh, that was yeah. like the it, perfect, it was true uh, visual to go I with that put on audio. my nice graphic oh, tee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, not so much when we opened and definitely not now. But yeah, no, the last, I, I, you know, the last 15 years have been much different i think yeah i i feel like we have a great advantage living in chicago in a big city in like i mean that's oh, why we yeah. opened here you yeah know? but like you go back to our hometown 
and then I get the weird looks for being in there, you know, like, why is there this woman is in here? What's she doing in here? And, uh, and it's, it, it never made sense to me, you know, like why it would be so, uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? I I don't know either, but it's, so uh, it's not inclusive, you know, it was more exclusive of, you know, like if you didn't know if, if, uh, I couldn't pass the comic book question test, then how dare I be in here touching oh, my, the books? Te- yeah, you get <laughs> What's yes. like a question? Oh, oh, I don't know. I, oh. don't, I I'm not that kind of nerd, but I, I've definitely seen that. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a basic like um, it's like you see who would win in a fight. <laughs> no, it's like, if a girl's, <laughs> like oh my gosh. Uh, if a woman's wearing like a Wonder Woman T-shirt. And they're like, oh, did you know her mother's name? Like, it's like, sure, who, sure, right. You've it's all like, been there, you know. Like, who it's cares? a thing that happens I like to women Wonder all Woman. the time. Yeah, especially nerds, because all the all the a lot of the power that they have is very trivial, and only matters <laughs> to true. a small group of people. So if they see that that brand, they're like, wait, that's my wheelhouse of of professional trivial knowledge. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's interesting. Just a, a as a female in the industry, just the like the little comments you hear here and there. Wait, and... Tell, tell the story about the Thor book. So, so Jason Aaron, um, for the listeners, mm-hmm. Jason Aaron um, was writing Thor, God of Thunder, and after the story arc ended, Thor was found unworthy of being Thor. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what happened in the in the Endgame movies. Um, so. Um, Someone else got the power of Mjolnir and was given the power of Thor, and it was a woman, it was mm-hmm. Lady Thor. And for a long time, and I won't spoil it for people that haven't read it, but you know, you, later you find out who it is. Mm-hmm. But the a, a lot of the comic industry was in an uproar for Lady Thor, and I've yeah, it mostly I, I don't not so much in in at the shop, but when I go to conventions in other cities and stuff, I hear a lot of people complaining about Lady Thor. But you did, you had a customer come in, yeah, and he was just like. Uh, I don't know about this new Jason Aaron changing Thor. I mean, I can handle Thor being a frog or I don't know if he said like a, a horse, horse. Like Baby but, Ray Bill. But, uh, but a horse, like Baby Ray but a woman. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do you even realize who you're talking to right now? Like, I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Like, a woman should never. <laughs> I mean, a horse, okay. A frog, sure. Sure, a Thor. Woman? I couldn't even believe it. I can't even story. pronounce that hammer name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just like little things like that. We're in, you know, you just gotta sort of brush it off yeah. because it's like it, it's so they get so wrapped up in, you know, like how things are supposed to be, not realizing yeah. that no, this is this is all fantasy stories and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and they're gonna change it back and everything's gonna go to the status quo eventually. Just you have to wait for it. Yeah, things are going to change. It's a soap opera. If you get in a coma or you die, you have an identical twin that comes back. Yeah, Wolverine never dies. It's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Wolverine never dies. That was not the last of Wolverine. (laughs) And you mentioned the the comic book conventions, and there's a big one that comes to Chicago, right? It's C2E2. C2E2 is our big convention, yeah. Tell us more about that. What are those like? C2E2 is great. Oh, it's awesome. It's um, C2E2 is exactly what a comic book convention should be. It's 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 half industry stuff. So you have these you have these big setups by all of the um the the uh, publishers. So you have Marvel and DC and Image. You have um, 
uh, movie stars there, TV stars, you know, uh, it's like, it's as close as you're going to get to like San Diego Comic-Con in the Midwest. It's really great. And then you have this gigantic artist alley where you have uh, up and coming artists, you have well-established artists just sharing all these tables, selling their art, sell, you know, meeting people, doing signatures. Mm -hmm. um, then you have a section where it's, you know, just people like us just selling all the old stuff that you don't, you know, you don't have in your collection anymore. Yeah, you know, your collectibles. Your, your collectibles, your toys. It's, uh, and it's it's over. I think they said it was it was over a hundred thousand people last year. So I mean, it is a big event. If and you it, like people watching, you absolutely oh, have the, to especially go. cosplay. Oh, it's, it's outrageous. so much fun. On Saturday, they always have on the Saturday they always have cosplay convention or a uh, costume contest. Yeah, and you're just like, where? How I mean, did these you even are make making, these? Like, giant robots that they're walking around, and it's insane. Yeah, like full on transformers, and you're just like, yeah, what? like actual. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> you're like, what? How? How? <laughs> Yeah, and we did have a question come through from David Oaks of our office, oh, kind yes. of about that, kind of explaining the difference between cosplay, and we watched on your Facebook and your IG of the LARP. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So the difference between cosplay, cosplay and LARP, yep, okay. just live action role play. Mm -hmm. I had to look it up. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what is this? Um, I'm like, I don't know. David, <laughs> so if you could explain that, plus David wants to know if you have favorite characters. So the difference between, co so cosplay is... A person dressing up like their favorite character, character or an amalgamation of their favorite characters, which I always mm. find are the most fun. A lot of mashup. Yes, lots of Mario and Luigi's. We'll see a lot of those really? guys. Yeah, you know, or or um, you, they'll all be walking around with like the little, you know, uh, ask me a question mark above, like floating above their head. Um, Hawkman and Hawk Girl are really popular because if you can build those wings, it. It's the bomb. It looks so oh, yeah. so cool looking. Very cool. Yeah. So so yeah, you, you basically cosplay is uh, you dressing up like your favorite character in comics or movies or and then live action role play is if you took cosplay and Dungeons mm -hmm. and Dragons mm -hmm. and put them together. Mm -hmm. So there is a it's a element of role play, um, but then there's it's actual combat. Think so Nerf bats. Ne nerf. Think Nerf bats. And then you you dress up like uh, like so if you're making a Dungeons and Dragons character you know you create your character and who he is and give him a name and then you would dress up like this fictional mm -hmm. character that you created and if you cast spells then you're throwing packets of seeds at people <laughs> or if you're a rogue like my character is a rogue and I wield two swords like Deadpool and I'm also a halfling so I'm very tiny. Uh, so they, it's really hard to hit me because I'm so short and tiny and fast. And um, it's a good workout, you know, because you're running around, you know, kind of in a half squat for three days. <laughs> so like by the end of it, you're like, oh, man, my legs, they are feeling great. Yeah, and... <laughs> they're real sore, but they're going to look nice. Yeah. Um, and we, we used to play at a, uh, a Girl Scouts camp down in Ottawa. Ottawa, Illinois. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't remember the actual name. Takabachi. Uh, yes, I always call it by the wrong name. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. And and you just it's a bunch of people getting together, and you know, it's the same kind of um, yeah, and, well, like a choose your own adventure style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that. What? So what? What's our favorite character? Do you have a favorite character? I don't know. They're all so good. I really like it when people do like the Iron Man or the Transform. It's just so impressive to see. Be like, the you're you're in your like, where are you welding? Like, because we're here in the city. Like, are you coming from? You have a garage? Or are you doing it in your apartment? Because that's crazy. Welding in your apartment and 
we saw um at a convention from Dark Crystal. What's that little creature that skittery? I can't think of what it was called. But that was really cool, and they were like glowing, you know, purple they crystal. Put yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, well, with all the videos on Facebook now. Or not Facebook, but uh, like YouTube. But I, I guess Facebook as well. There's so many how-to videos with cosplay and like the stuff mm-hmm. people come up with is insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, this guy I went to high school with, he was way into Marvel, Spider-Man especially. His whole career in LA is making Spider-Man cosplay outfits for people now. That's awesome. Lots I of- haven't yet seen a Spider-Ham. Ooh, I would mm-hmm. like Peter Porker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah, Peter Porker. Like That'd be good. <laughs> Um, well, all of this talk of dress up is making me think of Halloween, which, uh, lucky for us, this Saturday is the annual Andersonville trick or treat it is. on yeah. October 26th from noon to three. And Alley Cats sort of, um, launched this and oversees the trick or treating. Um, it also coincides with the Halloween comic fest. That's mm-hmm. right. So what, what do we have in store for this Saturday on both ends? Well, we have. For everybody that comes in, I mean, it would be great if you were in a costume, but you don't have to be. We have free comics for everybody. That's mom and dad and kids and everybody, everyone. Um, so if everybody that comes in on Saturday gets three free comic books, we'll have candy too. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, and then at the end of the afternoon, we'll be we'll ju- be judging the best uh, the best costumes of the day, and then mm-hmm. we'll be giving out prizes that were donated from a bunch of the local Andersonville businesses and mm-hmm. and some other places too. Yeah. And I, 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 it's one of my favorite days of the year. I think it's fantastic. And did this sort of neighborhood district trick-or-treat start when you opened, or how did you come to oversee it? it we, no, actually, um, Cheetah Jim was running it originally, and mm-hmm. then they, uh, for, I would say, the first two or three years we were open. And then something happened. They didn't want to do it anymore. And then... Last minute. Last minute. Like two weeks before it was supposed to happen, we, we were we like... Said, okay, well, nobody's doing it, so we're going to do it. We'll do it, yeah. And then we just kind of threw it together and then it keeps getting bigger, bigger yes. and better yes. every year well now everybody like you know you have gus giordano going they're doing their thriller dancing. Yeah. yeah they'll have like, that yeah. back on saturday everything all, all the events that are linked to that day just becoming a, such a great day mm-hmm. and we're really happy that the chambers helped us <laughs> yes. grow it so yes. big and and uh it's uh, like halloween's always been our favorite mm-hmm. uh obviously you know mm-hmm. And we ran into someone even during Taste of Andersonville who was getting their costume ready. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Oh. Um, the The mom's name is Kate, and she comes every year okay. and has all of her kids. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, we do, we, yeah. Ha- we have people that. There's bring some crazy, it. crazy. There's this one family, and I call them the fast food family because every year I've seen them, they're a different like fast food organized costume. So like the. F- Two years ago, I think they were KFC. So the dad was Colonel Sanders. Oh yeah. The mom was like a cook, <laughs> and the and the daughter was like a bucket of chicken or a chicken. It. And then last year they were McDonald's. I'm like, what are you gonna be next year? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what are we gonna see? You gotta gotta be super dog. And then or another favorite <laughs> from last year was the girl who is the hot dog vendor from um, Wrigley Field. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There are some there are some unbelievable costumes. Yeah, last year really made me realize that we had to up our game. And I even said that to everybody as I was like trying to announce the winners. I'm like, you guys did such a fantastic job. And I feel like I sucked really bad <laughs> at doing this for you guys. So I have to do much better. So hopefully this year I can live up to what I said. Yeah. We, have last tro- year. we have trophies this year. Oh. I don't think we've, we haven't revealed those to you yeah. yet. But we'll bring them That's wonderful. on Saturday. They are That's special, fantastic. special trophies. So. Oh, I love it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. 
And what is this um, Halloween Comic Fest that's also happening? Yeah, so that is a that's a um, that's like a national comic book store holiday. Um, kind of follows in the footsteps of Free Comic Book Day. So the Saturday uh, before or around Halloween every year, um, comic book stores across the country and well in the world, I guess, um, can uh, order um, these specific uh, discounted comic books from all the different publishers and we give them out for free to our to our guests. neighborhoods yeah, and stuff yeah customers so you can basically go to if you know of course we can't order every halloween comic book so if we don't have it you know go down the street to a different shop and grab mm-hmm. it from them or to the next place and the next place and i feel like it kind of creates a community amongst like us. free comic day yeah there's yeah a, right because because they put out so many and most stores give like two or three out so you can go to all these different shops and neighborhoods and mm-hmm. and visit them and what a great day to do that you know mm-hmm. especially for us yes well we also know that you um you know you hold a lot of events game night and D nights and all sorts of things do you have besides this upcoming trick-or-treating do you have any more fall events or holiday events coming up so we're uh the weekend before black friday we have our winter is coming sale which is i think like the sixth annual or seventh it's Something been a like long that. so we always have a, a store-wide sale the weekend before uh black Fr- our thanksgiving and black friday mm-hmm. um where everything in the store is on sale mm-hmm. um we have we have a the official star trek meetup every second sunday of the month. the month yes um there's we have a star trek club that meets once a month or yeah once a month yep. um we have yeah we have a weekly game night on uh, uh tuesdays we play Keyforge and warhammer and then on thursdays we have a board game demo night which we do uh two demos one at 6 30 and one at eight mm-hmm. and if you come for the demo and you like the game you get a discount on the game if you buy it that night mm-hmm. after the demo and then um Besides that, I mean, we we also have signings and things like that sometimes, and yeah, I think that's about it. With the with the holidays coming up, we keep the events kind of maybe we'll maybe we'll carol again this year. Oh yeah, we well, are doing that. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Standing out on the streets of Andersonville, screaming carols at people. <laughs> How did I miss that last year? <laughs> that sounds awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we're sort of at the point in our episode where we ask you. Um, if you could change places with an Andersonville business for a day, who would you pick and why? I was going to say, it sounds like I would just want to trade places with you. <laughs> so it is fun. I'm like, I don't out. know why you'd want to leave, but um, it's fun to think about. So, mm-hmm. well, I would probably want to go to Big Jones just so I could learn some recipes to bring home um, or the candiality. <laughs> put my tombstone up mm-hmm. and gummy bear heaven. Oh. I don't think anyone's, I don't know if anyone said Big Jones yet. Anybody has said Big Jones? No. Oh. Big totally. Jones, hey, I want to first. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh I would say maybe foresighted because I just love all the little things and the stuff and the window displays and just all the it's just so many little things to look at. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, um, maybe the is it Andersonville liquor what is it called? Wine and spirits. Wine and spirits, yes. Because I really like facing bottles. It's a weird, 
<laughs> oh, you mean mining? Yeah. Mining. yeah. Turning them all yeah. so they line up. I was yeah. a bartender for a really long time, and it, like, kind of, you know, is my zen spot. So, like, to just sit there and, like, fix them all and make sure they're all lined up, that might be kind of fun for me well, for you, a day. You were at Chicago Magic Lounge I for a while. I was at Chicago Magic Lounge for a while. You that were our fun. server when we yeah, went to right. opening night there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I lined all the bottles there, too. <laughs> They've been lost without you. I've unlined bottles left uh, and right. Nobody knows what any of the bottles are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Celine and Nick, for mm-hmm. joining us thank today. You. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Alley Cat Comics, please visit alleycatcomics.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. And learn more about Halloween in Andersonville also on andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org. 